Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Galinsky and Dr. Dennis Becker. Welcome. Thanks for being with us again this week. As you heard in the introduction, perhaps, this is Outwit in Real Time. Dot com, And I am Dr. Dennis Becker, and along with me is my colleague and host, Robin Galinsky. That's who you see right here next to me on the screen. And uh, today, as we're going to be talking about manipulation, and uh, as our opening theme sets the tune, I, I love that theme. It always makes it feel so, ooh, is it? But that's what manipulation is like. It feels so nice and calm, and then all of a sudden, or as we often say, it feels so good until it doesn't. Anyway, we're talking about manipulation today, as we always do. And I'm going to ask Robin, if you would introduce us to the topic that we're talking about today, Robin, will you please? Right. So normally we have producer Dave with us. So I just want to say experimenting with headphones and portrait mode and being our own producer because we don't have Dave with us today. So if there's anything going on we need to know about, just drop us a message. You should be able to comment wherever you're watching from. And we're on LinkedIn right now, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, I don't even know, whatever, Luvog, whatever else they messed up, whatever else they've created since then. So today we are going to talk about something, a spectrum that you need to navigate. And that has to do with, it begins with paranoia, right? Paranoia. And then in the middle is guarded. And then at the other end of the spectrum is trusting. And so you probably find yourself swinging, or if you're somebody who is usually very trusting, uh, if you've been targeted by a manipulator, you may have swung over to paranoia. So we're going to talk to you. We're only going to be on it for about 30 minutes. Uh, we invite you to engage with us, comment, ask questions. But we want to talk about the spectrum and try to keep you out of the swinging to the extremes in the pendulum and how you can navigate that by knowing yourself and learning how to live in the middle, which is a much more considered controlled way to live and calm and sane. Mm-hmm. So that's our topic for today. And we're open to topic suggestions. I have a huge spreadsheet where I've brainstormed a whole bunch of them. But if you think of something while you're listening, please drop it in the chat of wherever you're watching from. Yeah, because we know we have listeners all, all over the world and whatever's important to you, whatever's helpful to you, let us know. Drop us a note. We'll give you some information about how to reach us a little bit later on in today's show. But uh, feel free to uh, put something in the chat right now if you like. But we want to talk about the things that are most meaningful to you, which is why we're doing this, because uh, all of what we talk about every show deals with manipulation in some way. It's all related. Some of it will re- relate specifically to you and your manipulator and what you're experiencing right now. Some of it may be a little more removed from you, but related. Believe me, all of it is going to be helpful to you because these manipulators, they're in everything. They do everything. They know all about it. We want you to be as prepared as they so are. So let's get to the topic at hand because we've got a robust one today and got limited time. So what do you think about it, Dennis? Well, first of all, I, I want to comment on the idea that you made this a spectrum. It's a line. We know that. 
it's a spectrum. And if you think about it on, on, a, on a level playing field, a line like this, one end of it starts with, with paranoia, let's say, and you can be paranoid about something, move further, further along, or if you go all the way, all of a sudden you're not paranoid, worry about, oh my God, what's going to happen? You're trusting, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's okay. Two extremes. But in the middle, we're using the word guarded. You can be guarded. So you're not either being too trusting or too paranoid about it. So that's what well, we're Let's talk about. about people who live in those extremes. And by yeah. the way, I, because we're going to talk about what that feels like and what that looks like. And then we'll talk about how you can move out of that. But our society, social media, the news, they want us to be in those extremes, divided, right? Completely divided. And I was telling Dennis, the vaccination thing in COVID was the perfect example of that because there are people who was just co were completely trusting, said, sign me up, inject away, no problema. I have no questions. I completely trust. And then you had people at the other end who said, I don't trust any of it. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you say. Don't touch me with it, right? And then you had probably where most people are in the middle. Hmm. Some people said, wait and see. Some people said, well, it sounds great, but I'd like more information. Can I get an insert? Can I read the ingredients? Can I wait and see if somebody has a reaction before I take it? So this is a, that example, by the way, is a potato. I know that potato. And everybody has their thoughts on it, but it's a great example because it's so current and because, yes, we can clearly, you could probably name off people and say right where they are on the spectrum. And so what, what we want to talk about is being in paranoia or being interrupting where the, those end part are, how do they not serve you? Yes, that's, that's what I want to. And we're talking, remember, too. We're talking about manipulation here, and we're using the example of the vaccinations, which we're all going through or have gone through recently. And we could put a lot of different topics on the screen here. Right now, I'll talk about vaccination because it's an easy one. Whichever side you're on, it's an easy one because there are extremes, as, as Robin said. So how is that manipulation? How does that relate to you? But what we're concerned is not so much about the issue well, of vaccination, but how did people get to that point of being either... Yeah all trusting or all paranoid? How did you get well, that? I, no, if you're there, how you how are you manipulated? When you live there, you're more easily manipulated. How did you get there? What what manipulation was used to get you to either be so paranoid or to be so trusting? That's what we're really talking about, the tactic, tactics of manipulation that were used to get you there. So let's talk about vaccination just for the moment. We're not taking a stand on it one way or the other. Pointing out, that if you are in one of those two camps, which most people are, seems, how did you get there? And why are you there? All right. So let me talk well, about. Ahead, I just want to, I just, because I, I do happen to know a lot about this subject. I want to add something. It's not most people are in either camp there right now. Actually, most people are in the guarded camp where they have taken the initial vaccination and maybe still got COVID. And so they didn't take the boosters. So that's really where most, that's the guarded, right? That's the guarded. And then you have the people on either extreme who have taken every single booster, every single shot, completely trusting, no questions. And then you have people at the other end who said nothing ever, no. So 
sorry. I just want to make sure we define those groups. And I want to work on this word trust for just a minute. How does somebody who is trusting like that get there? What, what manipulative tactics are used to get you to be a trusting person with vaccination or anything? How do you become so trusting of something that you don't ask questions about it? You don't challenge it. You just do it. You just act upon it. You just act that way. You just talk that way. How does well, that happen? Well, but you think some people are just that way. No, nobody's just that way. You have to, you have to be so made. Children are that way. You have to be made to trust, trust. How do you, how does somebody build trust? How do you build trust? How do you get somebody to be trusting? Well, human beings are only developing trusting personalities, relationships in two ways. One, either you trust something because you are able to prove it. You can say, for example, this building that I'm in right now, I, I trust that it's not going to fall down on me. How do I know? I don't know exactly. I wasn't here when they built it, but I trust that people who build buildings like this, there's enough evidence around it that they don't fall down. So this is probably not going to fall down. So I trust it. That's one way you build trust. You act upon, live in things, talk about things, experience things that have been known to be, in this case, safe. Okay, I trust that this building's not going to fall down. The other way you learn to trust is faith. You can't prove anything. You don't know for sure, but you have faith. You have, you have trust in the, in the people who, you, who are telling you these things or that what you've been taught or what you've been indoctrinated to believe. You just, oh, well, I don't know. I just, I just like it. I have faith. I have faith. And a lot of, we're not talking about this today, but at some point, perhaps we'll talk about religion and manipulation. There's a lot of that going on. But at any rate, faith and trust are, are the way you build. Faith and proof is the way you build trust. So if we look at vaccination, if you would say, oh, this is a rhetorical question to each of you. How many of you believe, whether, whether you're on, I always do it or I'd never do it, either side. How, how many of you are on that side that you're on because you have faith? in the way it was presented to you. And how many of you are on that side because you are able to prove that you're on the right side? This is a rhetorical question we want each of you to answer. We're not telling you what the answer is. But if you're on the trusting side, even if you're on the paranoid side, even if you're there, what? What makes you feel that way? What is it that attributes and contributed to your being either totally trusting or paranoid? That's the question we want you to answer. And we want you to think about where you can be, where you can feel the most. The word calm isn't quite right, but the in control is when you're guarded. So in either one of those extremes, trusting like blind trust and complete paranoia are not beneficial. And in it, whether you're one or the other, or let's say there's a topic or a situation where you tend to be that way. And I, I am a, a young female in a dark alley. I'm absolutely paranoid. I'm quivering with fear. Trusting, I just, I don't ask any questions. I just trust that, well, I guess that this prescription is going to work. We could use that. So you are able, when you are, you are a prime target when you're either one of those things. It's very easy for a manipulator 
And that manipulator could be a person or it could be an institution can easily exploit you. One way. Easy peasy when you're in paranoia or blind trust. (laughs) Yeah. And, and let's just take the, the, the paranoia for a second. It it seems to me that unfortunately there's a lot of that going around these days. Perhaps there always was, and I'm just experiencing it now. A lot of paranoia going around about all kinds of things. And it's contagious. Problem. It's contagious. Boy, I remember growing up, there was a paranoia about, about atomic, the atomic bomb. That would be terrible. We're all going to die. We, I remember having to, to learn how to dump and cover under my desk as a kid. It created incredible fear and almost panic about but it. But it got compliant. Yeah, it got compliant. It got 100% compliant. Got compliant. So we were so afraid. We didn't stop to, to ask for proof. We just took it. And the paranoia, I grew up with a lot of that paranoia about that for years, probably, until I began to investigate, became a little bit more guarded. I moved on that spectrum. I never get over necessarily to trusting completely 100%, but I'm guarded. I'm not paranoid anymore. So how many of you have that about any one of the beliefs that you have? I just believe it because it's the way I grew up, but that's the way I was taught, or that's how I fear. Well, you, you brought up a good point, Dennis. It's a path experience, right? Yeah. So I had a, a friend of mine recently was telling me about she is she's got a paranoia about things melting, 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 melting. So yeah. we were talking about me putting something in my attic here in Florida, and she was saying, "Oh, but she was going on about melting." And I, she said, "I was traumatized finding a, a Barbie doll." where a red crayon had melted over her head and an ice skate got stuck in the wax on her head. And she she said she couldn't get that. That was just so traumatic for her. So now she's very paranoid about things melting. Yeah. I mean, these things are born in in an instant, right? They're born from somewhere. That's right. That's so right. If she wanted to move herself to a more guarded place, she could, how would she do that? She would say, Okay, that's scary. A, a bloody mangled head of your car with a nice skate stuck in it. I really wish I had that right now. It would be awesome to post that on Instagram, but you can reasonably move yourself out of that and say, what are the odds? So let's, what's the worst case scenario? You can do that. So what if this thing melts? Well, it depends if it's a lithium battery, which I just noticed. Uh, no bueno, they explode yeah. and then they can't be put out. But but that's reasonable, right? So that might be reasonable to be concerned about a lithium battery. Yeah. But do you need to be paranoid about everything melting? Or to take the manipulations, you need to be paranoid about everybody's going to manipulate me. I can't trust anybody. Yeah, no. this is what happens, right? This is when what you, happens. Yeah. It's exactly what happens. And that's why yeah. we say we're all targets. We are all vulnerable all the time. Yeah. But how do you not get paranoid about something? And how do you not, and how do you not get to the other extreme of saying, Oh, everything's okay. I it's a nice guy, never gonna happen. How do you get away from each of those? That's part of what drives Robin and I to come here and meet with you folks each week, why we wrote the book, why we're talking about the manipulation of human beings. Because there is a way for you to help yourself remain in the center of that spectrum, more guarded. There is a way. For you to stay away from being paranoid or being totally trusting. And no, there's a way. That's well, we, let's we, talk about the total trust, 
blind trust Bernie Madoff. Yeah, yeah there you go. Blind trust. And what that, a great example. Not only did all the people trust him and give him millions of dollars, but the SEC investigated him and came to his place of business and trusted. They didn't dig deeper. They saw people working. He had set up computers with things happening and running. It was all. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because they walked in with trust, mm-hmm. they didn't. Probably if they had had the had didn't have their blood trust goggles on, they would have said, wait a minute, that's weird. That computer is running the same pattern as the other computer. How could that be when there are something? I don't even know. But they would have started to see some dots that didn't connect and maybe ask some questions. But- if you, I, I want to contrast these two things, though, Robin. We talked about fear being more on the on the panic side, fear can make you very trusting as well. For instance, when you are, when your uh, life circumstances like are loop. coming back around again, okay. But when your life circumstances are such that you have no visible means of support, for example, and uh, it looks like you can't get your kids in school, you can't get new clothes for them, maybe your car is not running well, your rent is overdue, your job is on the line, and you're really feeling destitute almost. So you're feeling in fear of losing your lifestyle, losing your personality, all of that kind of a thing. Your identity. What happens? This is real fodder for a manipulator who comes in and promises you all kinds of things, mm-hmm. makes a great presentation and says, oh no, I can do that. We see a lot of that. And unfortunately, when you are really fearing for your well-being, you're likely to say, oh really? Okay. And then you become the target. You become the victim. Well, you brought up religion, Dennis. And I will say a lot of people will will dive into the deep end of religion when they have an existential crisis because they're promised as long as you're saved or as long as you're this or whatever, as long as you follow our our prescription here, you'll be fine. You'll 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 have an afterlife. You'll be awarded a hundred, whatever they the hundred virgins, or I don't even know what the promises well, are. Well, it's well, a lot of promises. Well, this is exactly, we touched on a moment ago. This is exactly what religion tends to do. Now, I hate, yes. I'm not, I don't want to start a big controversy about whether we're. Her Why or not? Her. So fun. Oh, no, it's not. We don't want to do that. I don't want to create. He doesn't like it, but I do. Yeah. I don't want to create a fear that the religious beliefs have or the practices that you've been following are bad or whatever. But when you think about no, most, most religions, most religions are based on faith. They are not necessarily based on proof, exact proof that we can say black and white, yes or no, up and down, in and out. This happened. It's true. Most of them are based on faith. And you are raised to believe that if you accept the faith precepts that we give you, you will be, and then there's the saving something around it. There's something. Well, oh, I, you're making me, reminding me, Dennis, when we watch Lessons in Chemistry. And the father that was a preacher, he provided proof, right? He, do you remember that? When he was giving the sermon in Lessons in Chemistry, and if you guys haven't seen that, it's really good. So he was a preacher and he would set up in advance something to happen so he could then save that person live in real time. So what did that do? That instantly provided trust. Yeah, it was not true. It provided proof. It was fake. fake. But people need to see that. And sometimes 
maybe even in our times these days, people need to feel safe. So you get a savior who comes yeah. along and says, I will fix it. I can do it. Only I can do it. I'm the one. If you're Almost really, every Instagram ad, by the way, is the quick fix. It's sad. But yeah. you be a target for the manipulation of that particular savior, whoever he or she is or whatever it is. So being trusting can be based on fear as well as paranoia can be based on fear. So I don't want to make you think that if you're paranoid, it's a bad thing. Or even if you're trusting, it's a good thing. Not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. Not what, necessarily. What, what is it that makes you feel that way, whether it's trusting or paranoid? What is it that makes you feel that way? If you can investigate that thing objectively, which is really hard because we are, we are all just subjective creatures. We think through our own self, S-E-L-F. We think through our own self, so we're subjective. But you can think about it somewhat objectively. You become more guarded about what you believe, what you accept, what you are willing to be told and to be accepting of. And, which could be quick, way too quick to accept things. I'm, I'm, also, I'm thinking of a really funny story. Dennis was, indulged me 60 seconds. I had a daughter when she turned 16. Her friend decided to have a red carpet party, and she wanted all the girls to wear red carpet attire to her birthday party. She had bought a dress on clearance that was a glamorous dress, and she was trying to create a reason to wear it. So she had this themed birthday party. Well, we had an old white suburban at the time, and my ex-husband said, oh, this will be fun. I'll get the suburban washed. And he put on a suit, and then he got this broken headset that we had, and he dropped the cord down the back of his jacket. And then he put her in the back seat and she had a red carpet going up to the front door, her, my daughter's friend. And so my ex-husband with all the flourish pulled up and opened the door for her and she got out and all the girls were watching from the window. I swear to you, five years after this event, her friend still talked about my daughter like, who, you, you have that friend who's a millionaire? I, what, I'm really, you're really super rich, Fred. Yeah. They, had they just... Yeah. a little yeah. bit closer at yeah. the situation. Yeah. They yeah. would have seen it was an old beat up suburb. If they had looked in the third, which we called the, the vortex, if they had looked in the third seat, that's yeah. where we lost everything. So it was filled with jello. <laughs> I mean, it would have, the, the, the what wouldn't say falls off your eyes. What is the thing they say? Like the, when you, when you come to the realization, like the, oh my God. I don't know. But you know, but, you know but, an old you, saying. You and I both know that presentation is everything. And yes. everything is presentation. It's not just about talking. It's the way you walk, the way you look, the way you think, the way all of that, it's presentation. Can you build trust or erode trust? Someone can present things and such that make you so trusting and they seem so believable that you get stuck in one of the sides of the extremes, trusting or paranoia. Next thing you know, you're trapped. You don't even know how you got there. That's why we're here. That's why we wrote the book. That's why we're podcasting while we're talking about stopping manipulation in real time. Not once you're in those extremes, but in real time. That's why we're talking about so this. What can you do in real time? You need oh, to be curious. Sorry. Uh, knowing how to, how to, this one, how to look what facial expression, what words to use, what things in your mind. That's why we're giving you these things so that in real time, 
When somebody gets out of that car looking like that, you don't automatically go to one extreme or the other. This is what it means to be guarded. And that's what we're trying to help you do. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No, no, I, I thought you were done. I, I didn't mean to step on you, but I, I got excited because what it's an easy, it's, it's a fairly easy way to nudge yourself from those extremes by developing your curiosity. We're going to do a whole podcast about developing your curiosity, but there's not enough curiosity. There is not enough of asking questions and looking a little deeper. And it's really bad now. It's so easy to manipulate people because no one's paying attention at all to anything but their own self-reflection on their stupid social media. They're just consumed, obsessed, and face down in their phone. Sorry, I know. You can hear my opinion on that. It's just ridiculous. I'm a product of the on somebody's phone right now. We're on their phones right now. Well, I understand that, but this is like people who are I'm talking specifically about wanting to know if you're liked or checking constantly to see how many likes you have. That's different. If you're enriching your brain, if you're learning, I mean that's the wonderful part about social media and the internet. You can learn it how to tie a knot and you can learn how to paint a tree on the wall and all the things. And that's good. But when it becomes, we're breeding narcissists. We are breeding manipulative narcissists with social media. And, oh, that's a rant. And it's too late in this podcast for a rant. But (laughs) it's it's no bueno. It's It's no bueno. Related to manipulation because that's exactly what it is. There are people, people behind each of those techniques, each of those social media mediums. Let's make it singular for the moment. Each medium. That's a person or so behind it and their, their destination, their purpose, their, perhaps their whole reason for being is to manipulate you, to manipulate your wallet, to manipulate your behavior somehow or another. So curiosity, what we're talking about, we'll be talking about that later in detail later, but curiosity is going to get you more to that guarded position away from those two extremes. That's what we're Just a little bit deeper. Like yeah. at Bernie's computers, at my ex-husband's headset, with ripped little sponge keys, and and you'll start to see that all is not what it seems, and yeah. nudge yourself into guarded, and don't be afraid to ask questions. So curiosity goes hand in hand with asking questions, and there's not a lot of courage. People are so afraid of being embarrassed or looking dumb or. Or, and- or, or, as we've said many times, or the manipulator striking back at you and making you look bad for asking those yes, questions. Yes, which they will. Make you, to, trying to humiliate you into not asking. To just, well, take them, yes, I said so. Take, well, don't you know all it's of that? It's favorite tactic. It's no. the favorite tactic. It's and it's what keeps you absolutely. compliant in your own manipulation. And we hear it not just from individuals, but as we said before, through corporations and through the media. So we want to be very careful. We're urging you to move from one of those extremes, whichever one, move into the guarded position. That's what we're here to help you do. And part of that, Dennis, and really good, and maybe a good way to end is it is you're giving others, you're giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And using your own critical thinking skills, your own intelligence, your own past experience, and really, this is what's going to bring us more together as a society, not to give it like a big lost year, but it really is because divided we fall. And 
being in trusting and paranoia isn't helping anyone. But boy, those manipulators are good at trying to get us divided, aren't they? Trying to make us think you're yeah. right, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're right. No, no, no. Let's be yep. careful about that, folks. That's why we're here. Robin and I are going to help you move into that guarded position. So stay with us. Be with us again next week. Drop us a note. We're going to be yes. giving you information Please. about how to be more in contact with us. We'll talk more about that next time around. How to be more in contact with us. We've got workshops coming up. We can talk about these things in person. There's a lot coming. So thank you. We've got you. a new website launching next week, and yeah. we'll be a lot more available and a lot more responsive. But in the meantime, please do reach out and you can subscribe at outwitinrealtime.com and you can drop us an email at outwitbook at gmail.com. And other than that, we will see you next Friday at four. We're here every week. Be with us again. And until that time, for my colleague, Robin Galinsky, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time is available on Amazon and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time when Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.